Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Ashton Hayes. Um, Chelsea and I have been friends since elementary school. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I guess we've known each other. I think other so. I was at Augusta Christian. Well, were you? Th- you were Curtis. I started in fifth grade. I started in second grade. So yeah. So we yeah, were. we've known each other okay. that long, but we were like really friends. I feel like high school, like middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, golly, what is that? 15 years plus? Ugh, don't even talk about that. That's crazy. <laughs> we don't need to know how old we are. <laughs> Um, it's like it's like surreal and crazy and also awesome at the same time yeah it's like because so nice. I have a lot of friends in my life who don't have friends that go back that far and I'm yes. like I feel incredibly gifted incredibly blessed that I have friends that go back that far yeah and like that you can just say things and you don't have to explain the like mm-hmm. stuff or like even the like why this meant that or xyz yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah so I've known Chelsea for a very long time um I'm married to Brian, we have a 19-month-old son, Will, and a crazy dog named Lottie. <laughs> R- remind me what you named her after? Who you named her after? So I lived in Charlotte for five years, so we kind of did the nod to Charlotte with Lottie, Yoot. L-O-T-T-I-E, and then we call her Lottie Moon from the, you know, missionary to China. Okay, so- see, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> she was our first baby. Yeah, so we love her a lot. Cause y'all been married three, three years in November. So three yeah, we had a lot now. of life in a short amount of time. But and you're starting a new teaching yes, job. I'm starting a new teaching job, and which you were kind of. Let's be honest, you stopped teaching with the intent of kind of being home, and now you're picking up another job. I know. Like, yeah. How has that been for you? Are you kind of like, Lord, this is what it looks like to follow you? I may not well, know the plan and I may think I know the plan, but this is what it means to trust you and follow you because this is not what I was expecting, but it's great. Yes. So I ha- so I taught, I taught, I've taught for a total of six years since college, um, four years when I lived in Charlotte. And then I took uh, about a year and a half off and then taught for two years back in Augusta um, and then had Will and I had him in December and I had my maternity leave and everything and then took I came, I finished the year out and then I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do both. And so I've been home with him for the last, like almost 18 months for the most, uh, I mean, 15 months, I guess really. But anyway, so last year I subbed at school, I guess Christian, that's where I taught and it was good. I mean, but it was like not a routine, I guess mm-hmm. some weeks it would be like, I would never sub. And then some weeks I would sub every single day for a week. And so that was challenging in like just financially trying to like figure out like a budget. You can't really do that off of, you know, what's going on emotionally. It was hard for me too. like, I'm pretty routine. And so it was pretty hard to like, just be like, okay, today I'm doing this and I'm going to be gone all day. And then like, I'm back the next day. You know, I felt like, I don't know. It was just like a lot to like go back and forth. Like, so we had talked kind of just like trying to figure out the future and just like, what do we, you know, I knew I needed, I felt like I needed a little something, but I didn't know what that was. And I didn't want like a full time job. So, and then just also knowing like wherever I would work is when it comes to education, like will, will eventually Lord willing, like be a part of that. 
And so I wanted to invest somewhere that like I was really, I guess, 100% on board with, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, so the school I'm, that I'm going to work at Covenant, they, I know, I knew who the director was and she had like posted about it online. And so I just kind of messaged her if they were still looking. And then I had an interview with them and it was like, oh my gosh, I cannot not work here. <laughs> like, that's so great. I just remember like praying the whole time. And I was like, Brian, they're not going to take me. And he was like, you don't know that. And then when I went for my second interview, they basically just like offered me the job then. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I thought this was another interview. It was just like a different, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So, so sweet. Um, okay. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Okay. I would say it's, so both of the questions, the stirs and stifles, I think are similar um, for me, because, which is, I think just the season of life, but like being a mom and like knowing that weight and responsibility and like being married. And I mean, I feel like when you're married, it's like, yes, you're two becoming one, but like, you're still, you're still separate in a lot of ways. But like, when you have a kid, it's like, it brings you together in so much. And like, this to me is like my ultimate, like we have this like goal, you know, of like, not mm-hmm. that we didn't have a goal before, but it's just different having a child that like is half you and half your husband and you're for him, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, but like knowing I have will and like knowing the like weight of being a mom has been like such a thing lately that has like stirred me to like love the Lord more and like grow in my own faith deeper as I like teach him things. And then I'm answering your second question before you even ask me, but like stifling a little bit because I think sometimes I get overwhelmed by that or like, I get caught up in all of the like things to do as a mom and not the relation, you know, just like the house stuff or cooking dinner, you know, all of those things. And so I feel like they're connected for me right now of like this one's stirring my love for God, because like being a mom, I've seen so much great love from the Lord and like, see like how he's created will. And it makes me want to love the Lord more, but then also like I get so caught up in the, the stuff that Mm. I get stifled. Does that make sense? Um, it a hundred percent makes sense <laughs> to the point where I'm, I'm internalizing it for myself. And I'm wondering if it's, if it's like that, because the, the purpose and the mission and the gift is so great and so wonderful and so holy and big that I almost, if I don't have good, um, processes to carry it with, Yes. Then I escape into different things because it feels too heavy for me. Yes. And so yes, then I does. like escape into like screen or shopping or food or just my own bad habits or my caving in internally. And then I self-pity or I get grumbly or discontentment or something. And I'm like, this thing is so big. Like if I don't have the things that are helpful to help me hold it, then I end up stifling myself and my love for the Lord and my intimacy with him because I'm choosing other things. Because the big thing is so big and wonderful and weighty. <laughs> 100%. And I don't think you realize, at least for me, I didn't realize how important it was to have those systems and processes in place before kids. Yes, there are things that like, you know, I spent time with the Lord or, you know, I exercised X, Y, Z, like just different things, but it wasn't like a system necessarily, mm-hmm. you know? And then like when you have a child and they're like, are, I mean, obviously you have to give all of your attention to them, you know, during their waking hours. And it's like, 
okay, if I didn't like get up earlier to read my Bible or Mm -hmm. just different things like that, like it can totally stifle it and just like your love for the world. I don't know. It just, that has been a big thing for me this year of like getting in like a good routine, you know, like Mm -hmm. how do we do this to where I can like give Will my attention and like love him, but also like fill my cup so that I can love him. Yes. It also feels a little unsettling sometimes because everything changes and it has to change. So a lot of my understanding changes like before kind of, kind of contrasting exactly what you just said. Like before I had my methods and they worked because it was easier to make those work. But when I had Anna, I had to change those. And at first I felt guilty about that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But then I learned that like my engage, I could, I could commune with the Lord when I'm playing with Anna, I can worship the Lord while I'm doing all my things. Like that had to change, which took me a while to settle into that. So that that changing can also feel a little confusing. I don't want to say that change is stifling, but it takes a process a little bit to say, Lord, this is how we were going. <laughs> yeah. And now I need to do it this way, or I need you to help me see how I can go about it this way. Cause I still love you and I'm I I desire you but different things are being asked of me and I'm a different person now, but you're the same. So how can I, how can I cultivate that now in this place? Even if it looks vastly different than what it did before. Right. And it doesn't have to be this, like, for me, it's been like, Oh, it doesn't have to be this whole separate thing. Like I felt like yes, I had to yes. like do my like 87 page Bible study, you know, at 5am before Will gets up and then like put that you know, I put everything in a box and it's like, that's just not real life. I definitely think there's time to have with the Lord without will being around, mm-hmm. I, you know, need mm-hmm. to be, totally. I don't want Brian around really either, you know, like, but mm-hmm. like how, how is he not going to, he has to see those things too. And he has to like experience that. And like, like you said, like playing with Anna, like you can worship the Lord through that. Like there's so much you can do too with your child that doesn't have to like necessarily be in the box of like, Oh, what we do when he's asleep. Right. Because we have had like, so Brian and I were married for a year and then Will was born a month later. So we'd only been married 13 months when Will was born and we dated Brian and I have been friends for years and years, but like we dated for six months before we got engaged, seven months, something like that. Like it was all a whirlwind. It was also mm-hmm. during COVID. So it was like such <laughs> a hot mess of everything. And I think that, I wish someone had said to me, like, habits are really important and you need to like form those good godly habits before you have kids so that when your child having a brand new baby rocks your world totally. And I think mm. the first baby, I mean, I only have one, but I think your first baby is the most rocking of your world because you don't have anything like that. You know, like you've never been a mom before. And I wish I had had some form of like a better habit that wasn't, that was like more consistent, I guess, and more solid when it comes to like, even like me and Brian going on dates or like, which I kind of hate when you call it date nights. Personally, that's like a bar, but <laughs> you know, just things like that, that were like us, like having a conversation, like how are we financially plan, you know, plan or whatever, or, like having those, like almost like meetings, like monthly meetings or morning meetings or whatever, that I think people almost, uh, you, when you get into marriage, you don't really romant- you romanticize everything and you don't think about all that kind of stuff necessarily, you know, like that there's just like life you have to talk through 
And yeah. I wish we had been a little more, not just let life happen to us. And so I think mm-hmm. like, if someone is like pregnant, <laughs> I would say like, what are the things I highly recommend habits of the household by Justin? Oh, yes. That book is great. I don't know. How can you work through with your husband or, you know, if a man is looking at this with your wife, like, what are these things that are important to us? How are we going to like put those in place in our life? Because you don't just like wake up one day disciplined, you know, and like, you don't like one day having all these great systems, like Mm -hmm. I think working backwards and especially doing it together. Yeah. You might could do that. It's not, I mean, it doesn't happen for anyone individually even, but it's easier individually when you don't have anyone else to like be accountable to or interact with but together it's even harder because you all have you're different in how you relate you're different in how you what how you prioritize and how you learn and how you grow you know yeah and like what are the things yeah. like okay do you want to be hospitable so like what does that look like for your family and like what does that look like having a child you know like as opposed to like I think we really struggled in that and some of that was just timing like you can't blame COVID I mean I can't blame COVID I guess you can't <laughs> like I, I couldn't force everyone into my home during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone was comfortable with that, but now it's like, okay, everything's back to normal for the most part. And like, how can I be hospitable? And like, what does that look like for me and Brian? Like Brian may be happy to have like people over every three nights, but I may just want to have somebody over once every two weeks or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, just, I think things like that, that like in theory, you're like, oh yeah, we'll totally have people over for dinner. We'll totally like go through that Bible study with somebody. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but like, those are the things that I like didn't have in place necessarily. And not saying that has to be this perfect rigid system, but just kind of a better idea of like what you want your family to like give their be about or be about. Yeah. Also note about that is that it's, it's so much easier to decide and brainstorm and think clearly not in a heated moment or not yes. in a stress moment. Yes. So I think your advice is great. Like brainstorm these things, talk about these things, develop these habits. Think about what works for you as a person with the Lord and your devotional time and decide that when in the times of ease yes. or comfort, which makes sense, you know, so then you can fall back on them in times of stress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, I don't know, I think, I think I at least came into marriage and came into adulthood almost like thinking things just happened that you didn't have to work at things in mm, way. Mm-hmm. and like just because you have to work at something doesn't mean it's going to be bad and doesn't mean that it's wrong that you're having to work at it you know like right you have to put work into things which kind of then shows like your values you know it shows yes. that it's meaningful to you yes. and so there's a positive spin on it we are working at this even if it's stretching us a little bit we've committed to this because it's valuable to us and it's going to yes. mean something for our family and for our own formation spiritually and for my child, you know, in our relationship. And yeah, since you answered this type of one, I'm just going to go ahead and go to okay. my phone. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of mean. The, no, it was great. It was great. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. Okay. So I, I think this is all a theme, honestly. Um, I would say the truth that God is faithful means a lot to me because I'm so often not faithful and can be faithless at times and just like, I can be unfaithful and when it comes to like my relationship with him in particular is what I'm saying. Um, and like he, I, I'm reading in the old Testament right now, I'm going through a study and like just the time and time and time again, how he just like goes back to the people of Israel and like, he calls them his beloved and like, he loves them. He's faithful to them. And they're like, 
they're human is what they are, you know, and like they just aren't faithful. And I'm so thankful for his faithfulness. Yeah, definitely a, a like stabilizing. Yes. Reality, like a recentering um, for sure. And what's that um, that verse in Timothy? There's a um, like, if, even if we if, are faithless, he is faithful. Yeah, because he can't deny himself. Right. Which I yeah. think is like a huge part oh. of, you know, like that's yeah. who he is, period. Right. He can't not be himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Have you found like if you would be willing to be vulnerable? Like, is there a um this this is tends to be my area where I am like uh, in the in the life, you know, like in the living. This is my tends to be my thing, and this is how the Lord reorients me back to his nature. I think of like two things really. Like I really struggle with anxiety and like anxious thoughts. And so I think like a lot of like he reorients like, okay, what is truth? What is scripture? What is that saying? You know, not the what ifs. I also think just like when I do feel really inconsistent in all of my daily disciplines or, you know, if I press snooze and don't have the chance to read my Bible before Will gets up, um, then like, yeah, I feel like I remember his faithfulness there. Yeah, I can relate to that. Because it's so easy for me to think that like, oh yeah, he delights in me because I did the thing I said yes. I would do. He's close to me because I'm doing the things that he wants me to do. Yes. And then it's, he doesn't delight in me if I don't do those things. Yes. And it's like, it's not, it's so, it's such a balance because it's not works, but you also like want to yes. live a life worthy of the gospel. Right. So it's like that whole I feel that. tension. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. My last question is, what is something you're looking forward to? Uh, one, I'm looking forward. I'm going to Denver to see MK. Actually, I'm going in like two weeks. So nice. I'm very excited about that. Just to like do one last hangout before she gets married. Um, hopefully, it'll be cooler than in Augusta, but who knows? <gasps> you hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also, I'm really looking forward like to this new season that we're entering into with like work and just like the ability to really have a better schedule for us and like be disciplined in those things. And we just started going to new church about <gasps> no years. way. Yes. We're at Crawford now. So cool. We're really excited. So it's like, nice. it's just a good, like, you know, I'm excited about the fall semester at church and yeah, I'm excited about the new yeah. season. I love it. <laughs>